Welcome to the In Pursuit Podcast. Here we aim to inspire, inform, and entertain. We explore the human side of the workplace life cycle, from education and career choice to employee engagement and organizational culture. From onboarding and retention to succession planning and separation, we dissect the latest trends and interview the top leaders changing the game through their impact, leadership, strategy, and operations. Whether you hail from the field of education, nonprofit, or business, you're sure to find nuggets of knowledge within these episodes. I'm your host, Dr. Melanie Hicks. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the In Pursuit podcast. Today, we're here with Deborah Asomo. As a teacher career coach, Deborah works to help K through 12th grade teachers find clarity, maximize productivity, and upgrade professionally to boost their careers inside and outside the classroom. She is the founder of the Purposeful Educator, which is a teacher coaching platform that provides a wide range of teacher specific services and resources. TPE also focuses on helping teachers and edupreneurs develop wide ranges of progressive habits as well as build their professional profiles and businesses so they can remain versatile, relevant, and impactful for students and beyond. We're so excited to have you here. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. Um, Tell us a little bit more about yourself that we did not just hear in your bio. All right. So it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, So one really neat thing that I like to tell people is that I originally did not want to become an educator. That was the last thing on my plate um, because I come from a family of educators and entrepreneurs. And so I knew as my mom was an owner of a school, I was like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I would much rather do something else just because I've grown up in that uh, school environment. I know um, how it it is run as a business. I know the intricate details of setting it up. And I just wanted something different in my life. And so when I headed off to college, I definitely chose a different path altogether. Um, And it was funny enough how I landed in, you know, back into education. Um, And it was mostly because I had a lot of people in college come up to me, professors, friends, um, colleagues that were with me in the workplaces that I had at the moment, come up to me and share how they thought I would be a great educator. And I was like, that is impossible because that is not what I want to do. Um, And so I just think it's fascinating how I had pretty much a a turnaround in my career life um, from not wanting to be anywhere near the classroom to not thinking of being anywhere else, but around classroom culture and education. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about what you do now. Give us the, you know, how did you get into what you do now and, and, and what kind of, like, just give us the lay of the land. Of course, of course. Um, so right now I am, I support educators, especially those ones that feel um, underpaid and undervalued in their workplaces right now. I support them on how to build um, evergreen education-based businesses so that they can build those solid profitable income streams, um, whether that is inside the classroom or outside of the classroom, but still education focused. And that honestly was birthed out of a passion to support educators 
especially in their professional development. And if you're a teacher listening to this, you definitely know that even in the four-year track or if you're coming from uh, an alt certification section, there still isn't that career development um, opportunity for educators, not really. It's it's not very visible. Um, we don't get that opportunity to learn the professional side of our business, the business side of our, of, our, of our work that we do in the classroom. All we get to really focus on are the pedagogies and the teaching instructional uh, standards and you know, what we are meant to be in the classroom. And so there really isn't that heavy focus on teacher development and growth. And that is something that really uh, got me moving um, in, in my master's program, first off, to thinking how I can continuously support educators um, from outside of the classroom experience so that um, they can get a much more well-rounded or should I say round um, worldview of their professional um, work and their professional reach as educators and what exactly they can accomplish within education alone. And so um, having been able to do that, having been able to support um, over 50 educators at this point, it really has been an amazing experience to not only reach educators from, I would say seven different countries and from different educational backgrounds, but be able to still find that relatability to the need and hunger for um, professional development, career development um, that will give them more opportunities within the classroom and will give them more experiences that they can bring back into the classroom or be able to take out of the classroom and still impact education as a whole. Yeah, I love that so much. You know, one of the things that when we go around through my work with Future of School and some other clients, um, one of the things when we talk to teachers, in fact, I just flew back late last night from meeting um, in Newburgh School District in New York, um, just outside New York City. And we, one of the things as we met with students and we met with teachers um, in that school that we learned is just how many obstacles they face when they want to do these really kind of, whenever they want to try something new and really mm -hmm. make a more meaningful situation. So it's so nice to, to hear that someone is out there trying to support those efforts because in so many cases, now, the teacher that, that we met at Newburgh, let me just clarify, they, they're very supportive of her and her innovations, but she, um, you know, she talked about how that took time to, to kind of prove out that, hey, this is different than the norm, but um, it has benefited. And now they're very, very supportive. So I don't want to, I don't want anyone to walk away thinking Newburgh's not supporting um, our, our great uh, teachers there. But but the, it is the case around the country, right, where teachers face obstacles to doing um you know, to, to both trying new things or they're so bogged down with sort of what, you know, all of the, the standardized testing and all the different um, things that pull in their time that they don't have the, the chance to, to do that innovative work. And I, you know, we see, we talk about, we see articles and we talk all the time about burnout, right? And so what do you see as it relates to kind of the key issues on and where we are on teacher burnout from your work? Um, I think it, it, it's something that we should have expected coming along the lines, to be very honest, because <laughs> very, very we, <laughs> we definitely have teachers doing way more than they were hired to do. And I'm just going to say that because I know what it's like to be in the classroom. I know what it's like to 
um, be taught a certain way of how to conduct your professionalism in the classroom and what you're required to do. And then actually stepping into the reality of the classroom and realizing there's much more admin work that you were not prepared for. There is much more um, interpersonal relationship building, community building um, that you were not directly prepared for either. And so I do think that there is this requirement of teachers that technically shouldn't be only laid on teachers to do. I definitely think there are several different positions that can be formulated to take over several different tasks that teachers have had to do on their own so that the teachers can directly focus on what they're there to do, which is teach. Um, so I, I do think that, that that burnout rate has been a long time coming. And I also think it's it's because of the what you, you know what you just highlighted and what you just said, the lack of support in creativity, the lack of support in innovation and innovative thinking, um, definitely drives burnout because people get exhausted doing the same thing. And education is one of the industries that lags behind when it comes to um, uh, evolution and evolving in the way that it, it improves the learning processes, processes of students or um, the, the growth of its educators. And so um, because of that uh, slow drive to innovate and to evolve, we end up having to have our teachers and educators go through um, systems that are outdated, that don't work in our communities, that don't really support our communities, which is 10 times more work. And so I, I really do think that it was a long time coming because of all of these different factors. But now that we're experiencing it, I think it's beginning to open a lot of eyes to see the, the need for fresh ideas, the need for innovation within education, the need for career development. Because again, you can only cultivate community, you can only cultivate creativity if you give people the chance to develop those skills. Absolutely. And so we definitely need um, you know, variety of career development, not just instructional strategies. We need, okay, how do you, you know, grow as a professional in your field? How do you network with other professionals? How would you build this particular relationship and bring it back into your classroom? How would you collaborate to build something that will positively affect schools in your community? So that's just even one section of the career development stage. But when we bring those opportunities into the school district environment, into the, the teacher development environment. We are giving teachers an opportunity to step into what they're not just passionate about, but what they are uniquely gifted in, because a lot of teachers are uniquely gifted in several different areas. And when they can step into those, um, to their power and be able to showcase that, they can also impact other teachers to be able to develop in their own skills. And all of that comes back into the classroom because we're showing our students that they too don't have to be restricted in what they have to learn. They too don't have to be restricted in what they can do as professionals. They don't have to be a doctor. They don't have to be a teacher. Uh, they can be an astronaut if they want to. They can be a farmer if they want to. Like we can give them ideas and passion that is outside of the uh, you know restraints that we have built for ourselves in education. Yes, I love that so much. I you know I think two two pieces I want to come back to um, that you just mentioned. And the first is about unique skills, right? It is so 
powerful for anyone, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a doctor, whether you are a secretary, <laughs> whether whatever your role is, um, mm-hmm. when you get to utilize your unique talents in a way that is productive to your organization and to your workplace, you really are in your kind of zone, right? I mean, that is where you feel the happiest because you're using talents that are natural and innate to you and they're unique. And the people receiving on the receiving end of those, right, are also experiencing something they cannot experience from anyone else because we all have those unique talents. And I think so many times, many people, teachers and beyond, get into roles where maybe 10% of their job calls on their talents, but not the majority. And then they're just sort of, you know, doing a job. And it's where we all have that Sunday night nausea before Mondays or Monday malaise, right? Because we're not really using our talents. And the more we can shift that to, I mean, no job is going to use your talents hundred percent of the time. Let's just be honest. Like I run my own company and I don't use my talents hundred percent of the time. Right. But if you can get it closer, right. If you can move the needle to use that, to have the core of your job, be utilizing those Mm -hmm. Um, and how powerful that is in a classroom, right? Because that's where teachers come alive. And when teachers come alive, they inspire learning um, and they inspire kids to want to engage and be there. And one of the the main things I know that we saw during the pandemic, and you can speak more to this um, as well. So I'll turn this into a question in a second, but I know we saw students start to check out, right? Mm-hmm. They were no longer excited about school. And you're all, there's always, even in the classroom, there's a level of students who are not, a, a, you know, not just a, a type of student, but like there's periods of time for every student where they're checked in and checked out, right? Like they're going through adolescence, they're doing all these things, right? But, but how, you know, how are you helping to, um, how do you specifically help teachers to recognize and be aware of their talents and then figure out how to use that within the confines of what they have to do every day? Mm-hmm. So uh, there are two ways I go about this. And the first way is a very simple question. What is that one thing that you will do for free for anybody? What is that one thing that if they woke you up in the middle of the night and said, hey, I need your help in this, you'd be awake and you would sit down with them until they were able to get it done and get it solved. That one thing is your magic wand, basically, or should I say your flying carpet, whatever analogy you want to use. Um, That one thing is where your true passion lies because you can do it whether somebody pays you to do it or not. And I've seen a lot of people begin to understand what their true passions are by thinking that way. And it can help you to also break out of those um, boundaries that we've, um, we've placed for ourselves unknowingly within our industry that stops us from thinking outside of the box. And so when we allow ourselves to just think that way and just be um, unrestricted and just think wildly and say, oh my goodness, I would actually love just supporting someone who wants to learn how to write children's books. Not that I want to write it, but I want to support others who want to write it. And so that can be something that you can just step into and think more deeply into and be able to start practicing and seeing how people respond to it. Another one is to ask the community members around you, your family members, your coworkers, and say, what is that one thing that when you think of me, um, you'd be like, oh my goodness, Deborah would be so good at that. Like she does it so well, she does it so effortlessly. Um, she's amazing at it. What is that one thing? And when you find a common ground, when you find that one particular trait or um, skill that people always highlight um, to you that you would be so great at, like my own personal example at the moment, Um, 
that is something that you should not take lightly as well, because that is your superpower. That is where you're going to excel the most. That is where you're going to find either your true passion, your true vision, uh, your true purpose, and be able to walk in it and be able to um, affect people positively through it as well. So those are the two questions that I would generally uh, tell people to ask themselves or to ask other people to help and support them in figuring that out. And that's the first step. Once you're able to know what it is exactly that you find you know, joy in no matter what, then that is your, you know, your, your foundation to start building on top of. And that's how you begin navigating. Okay. How do I develop the skill? How do I tell people about how I, what I can do and how I can support them through this? How do I build it into a business if I want to, or a side hustle, if I want to, or just, you know, become an expert who can talk on this particular topic anytime, any day, anywhere. Love that. Love that so much. So tell me what kind of keeps you up at night about education and the way that education is going and and what might make your job working with educators more challenging. I think what keeps me up at night is the low teacher retention rate. And I will say, even when I stepped into the classroom for the first time, it was still low. It was not as low as it is right now. And that is scary to me. Um, Even though I support educators who want to leave the classroom and I think nobody should ever feel shame for for doing that. There's a time to be there and there's a time to not be there if you're that person. Um, However, I am still attached to the classroom. I know that I love being in the classroom. And I know that majority of teachers who are leaving the classroom right now are leaving not because they don't love it, but because they have to, because of circumstance, because they're tired, they're frustrated, they're exhausted. And so it really does break my heart to know that that is what is happening. And it also breaks my heart to know that consistent, like pushing, of instructional coaching or anything like that does not help because that's not what our teachers need at the moment. They need somebody to say, it's okay to be exhausted and it's okay to want to do something else right now. And it's okay to say um, that you need help and to need help at the moment. And it's okay to, to, for us to come to the realization that you have a lot on your plate and we need to fix our structure. So it does break my heart to see that. And for me, it now, begins to build this question for me as a coach and for my other colleagues who are in administrative positions to say, okay, what can we start to change, not just in our own private school environments, but in our education structure as a whole that is continuously um, you know, followed through in every maybe section of the US, for example, or the UK, like what are those things that are so industry um, built that need to change in order to support our educators and how can we start that change process? And for me, that has turned into a conversation of you know, teacher prep programs, because I am passionate about teacher prep programs. I had a great relationship with my professors uh, during that time. And so for me, that is building a community of educators right now that are not just discussing how we can change that teacher prep environment, but also what we can do to support those who are already in that space and say, this is what we're seeing in the practical zone of teaching. And this is what we think can help for you who are supporting new teachers who are interested in coming into the industry. So I think 
Those are the hard questions that we really need to start asking ourselves. Those are the difficult tasks that we need to start taking upon ourselves. And we need to start, you know, implementing um, purposefully and with a vision of bringing our educators back who want to be in the classroom and also supporting them if they want to stay outside of the classroom, but still impact the education industry. Yeah. What are some, and I think people who are not in education might be curious about this. What are some alternatives for teachers? If, you know, I mean, as much as we want to keep them in the classroom, especially our, our, you know, most dedicated and and most excited teachers, we don't want, I mean, we don't want any teacher to have burnout, but, but, um, you know, some, some teachers will naturally um, just decide it's not for them. And that's totally okay. We all do that in our jobs, right? We all decide at some point. Yeah. But for those teachers that are really, that really love their job, but are somehow feeling that burnout, like, and and just don't see another option. What do we, what are the options for them? A lot of teachers stay because they feel trapped. They don't know. And I actually, it comes back to what something you said earlier, which is about networking, right? And uh, my mom was a 35 uh, year second grade teacher. And she um, really instilled, you know, all things education into me and my love of education. But, but more than that, she also, um, you know, didn't really know how to network. All of her friends were teachers. All of them had a similar, you know, kind of life. And this idea of networking for other jobs is very foreign, right? And so how, how do you kind of teach those skills to teachers or, or let them, what are the options for them outside of the classroom where they're still having an impact? Mm -hmm. Okay, I love this question. And the first thing that I like to say is to step outside of your comfort zone and talk to other people. Yeah. (laughs) The first thing you should ever do um, if you want to branch off into masterclass, where I share deeply on this, but I like to say that there is a wide range of things that you can possibly do as an educator. We are the most versatile industry in the world. We can adapt. We can learn on the go. There are so many talents that we have that we don't even know exist in our skill set until they're put to the test. And so I will give some examples of what um, educators can do at the moment. So the simplest can be coaching and consulting all the way to writing books, all the way to writing and creating courses of their own for any group. It doesn't have to be for kids. It doesn't have to be for parents. It can be for uh, those who are looking to teach STEM to their coworkers or to uh, their own parent groups or to their own uh, students. Maybe they have a, st- a STEAM camp and they want to have some a particular focus um, in, the, in the camp. You can write courses for them. You can write curriculum for people um, who are um, business owners and want to step into that course creation zone. You can be that forward thinker for EdTech Um, companies and edtech founders who are looking to build their technology and share it into schools. Um, There are so many of them out there looking for teachers that will um, test out their theories, test out their programs, see how it works, give feedback, and connect with other educators. You're diving into the developer range as an educator because you're being that liaison for people. Um, You can go into, like I was saying before, writing coach. I have met a bunch of them, which are super awesome. And that's just what they do. They focus on coaching people on how to write educational materials or how to write books 
for children and they can even focus on people who are not in the education industry because there are people who want to do that that have no clue about education and so there are so many th different things that you can possibly do um, I met another lady um, the other day who literally has a course on how to use a cricket machine <laughs> to create a like a hundred and something uh, different creations, um, not just for the classroom, but for crafts, for if you um, own a card store, if you own a craft store, if you own something that has to do with putting um, things together and creating things. She has a course on how you can use a Cricut machine to do all of that. And so teachers have <laughs> a wide range of opportunities. And like I said before, it's just about stepping outside of that comfort zone and that like little box that we put ourselves in and to think and reimagine what um, business can be like if you want to be a business owner and what um, the professional world can be like as well. I'll give another example. There are people that I've, I've met who are basically um, experts when it comes to utilizing certain social media platforms like Instagram, Clubhouse, LinkedIn, and that's what they do. And they have an education background. Some of them were teachers in the past, but that's what they do now. They focus on teaching people how to utilize a skill. So that's another thing that I wanna to bring to the picture is that we teachers have the capability and the skills to educate people properly on how to utilize things around them. Whether that is a social media platform, whether that is renovating a house, because I have a teacher friend who's doing that. And so it literally can be endless, uh, the possibilities that you have in front of you. That's perfect. I love that so much. Well, we are getting um, down to sort of the end. I want to give a little, I want to ask my favorite question before we start to um, close out, which is, do you have a favorite education memory? Something that, I mean, you said at the beginning, you never set out to be an educator yourself, right? But the impact that you're having yeah. on education is huge. So do you have a fav favorite um, education memory that just kind of stuck with you over the years um, that brings you a lot of joy? Or, or some of these, sometimes people answer with something that was not happy. Um, so that's good too. <laughs> but Absolutely. I love this question. It brings to picture a fun moment I had with my students in fifth grade. And I'm hardcore fifth grade, if anyone wants to know. Um, but <laughs> those are my people. They are sassy. We had a moment where we were learning, um, you know, different steps and learning how to read such kind of writing. And it literally came down to me. Um, having to dress up in front of them with like bigger clothes and things like that. Um, and then, and them telling me how to, you know, dress up as a person or anybody, basically. And so I had a shirt, a, a set of pants and, you know, my shoes and things like that. Um, and it was up to them to tell me how to dress up. And I remember that as a very fun experience, because that was the moment my kids just really, they just brightened up. And from that moment on, I never went back to teaching in any boring way whatsoever. Oh, I, I looked that. for ways on how to uh, be creative and innovative in the way that they learned the information, but they had such a fun time and they were learning. They were learning and they were telling me exactly how to go about dressing myself up 
in the terminology that I needed them to do and they wouldn't have done if I made it boring or if I made it just a very analog. And so it was kind of an inspiration moment for me and a moment of clarity to just be finally um, accepting the fact that creativity needs to happen in the classroom, whether I am supported um, inside and outside the classroom or not. And so with that, I, I kind of take that with me in every single thing that I do, whether it's supporting teachers, students, parents, whatever it is, that creativity still needs to be there that fun aspect still needs to be there because it is something that inspires people to do more and to be more. Oh, I love that so much. That is such <laughs> a great, such a great example of, of just you. The, the power, right? The power of, of those memories and those um, situations that leave a lasting yeah. mark on us. I love it. Yeah. Um, so tell people how they can get in touch with you um, and how they can interact with you if you're, if they're interested. Oh, absolutely. So I am always on Instagram. I basically live there. So <laughs> feel free to DM me over on Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I have a masterclass that runs three times a year and it has so much foundational information that will get you started as an entrepreneur, which is what I like to call it. Um, and, <laughs> and if you are interested in business or you just want to do something of your own, a project, side hustle, whatever it is, that class will get you started. That class will give you the tools you need necessary. And will also introduce you to my community and how you can continuously learn with me as well. So feel free to hit me up in um, Instagram and I would love to connect. Awesome. And I will be sure I put your handles in the show notes. So anyone who's interested Absolutely. can um, click on uh, the background to this episode and find those, those handles as well. But um, thank you so much for being here. This was such a sure. great conversation. Love hearing Absolutely. innovations happening around education that um, stem from the classroom to out of the classroom. And I, you know, I really love to just want to make this last point. I love the idea that, and that it's not just about one or the other. You don't have to just be in the classroom or just mm -hmm. be out of the classroom. You can do a side hustle. You can get engaged with other people outside of the classroom while you're doing that. And that may feel overwhelming, but it may mm -hmm. feel to some, but it may feel inspiring to others to just diversify the way that we spend yeah. our time and the way that we are able to use our talents. So thank you for being that conduit for people. Thank you for doing the work that you do Not and for being problem. here. Not a problem. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed my time here. Thank you so much for hosting me, Melanie. It's been a great moment, a great walk down memory lane. And Yay. I hope that anyone listening uh, is inspired to step out of their comfort zone too and explore what they are passionate about because I kid you not, it can literally change your whole entire perspective on your career and in education. I love it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support us by hitting subscribe or providing a rating or review. And as always, how can we help you answer the question, what are you in pursuit of? Find out more at www.inpursuitresearch.org.